What? Are we starting? Yeah. Okay. Who's doing the intro today? Oh, I can. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Hi. Welcome to the Kate and Mike show. I'm Kate. And I'm Mike. That was a little delayed. <laughs> it's like, hello. Okay, let's do it hello. over. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hold to on. <laughs> Matt, keep all that in. That'll be the intro before the music. That was good. Hi, I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Okay, go ahead. Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This this is Mike. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, that's good. Just keep going. What's okay. your name? I'm Kate. Hi, yeah. obviously. Great. Okay, so Mike and I were talking about what we wanted to talk about today. And I was coming up with all these ideas that had to do with business. Like, let's talk about systems and communication and prioritizing and how you freaking keep your email inbox to like six emails, which he does. And we will do an episode on that because it is one of the great mysteries of the world <laughs> to me because I always have like 450 emails at any given time. So we'll yeah, do but that that's as... okay. Let's just, we'll talk about that right no, now. No, and no, we no. Can talk about... I want to do a whole episode on that. That's a We don't need a whole topic. episode. I think you think it's easier than you think. There's going to be an entire episode on email. We're not doing that right now. But then Mike sat down on the couch and I was just like, are you okay, honey? And he was just like, ugh. Like, I just want to talk about how hard it is to be a parent and like, you know, navigating. Well, then he said balancing like our business and because we just got back from our every other week trip to Boston to take Penelope to see this special acupuncturist where we get NAET for her eczema and allergies. We don't um, need any eczema recommendations for any of those. No, we love. We are on you, a great track, and we don't need eczema recommendations. But we love you for wanting to give them to us. <laughs> She's doing great. But so we go, and it's a big long day. It's a two-hour drive both ways, and Penelope hates being in the car. So there's a lot of like antics trying to keep her happy with snacks and music and stories and singing and all kinds of things. So it's exhausting on a lot of levels, and so. Anyway, Mike was just like, I want to talk about that. And so I started going off on my riff about like, don't use the word balance, because here's the thing about balance to me. Anytime somebody says, you know, I need more balance, balance to me, like when you're balancing two things, they have to be of equal weight. And in our lives, there's never going to be a moment where everything's getting our equal attention and striving for that will make us crazy and does, which is why Mike and I are even moving in this do less direction because it's not possible to be balanced. And the idea of balance to me also means, to be perfectly honest, it feels boring to me because if everything is perfectly equally weighted, there's no dynamic tension. There's no movement, honestly. And so a balanced life to me feels really like you're flatlining. That's my own personal opinion on it. I think it's a myth. I think we need to stop going after being balanced and instead go after thriving and whatever that looks to you. And so instead of talking about balancing all the things in our lives, I'd rather talk about navigating all of the different things in our lives that do call out for our attention and that we both want and need to do, whether it's your kids caring for parents, your community work, 
having a job, running a business, being in relationship with your spouse or your partner, taking care of your house, cleaning the house, getting dressed in the morning, taking care of your body, being healthy, getting enough sleep, being a friend, being a family member, all of the things. We have a lot of things on our plates and yet balancing them all is an impossible task because there's not ever going to be a moment in your life where everything in your life that needs your attention is going to get the same amount of attention. To me, that's what balance is striving for and that's a static life and that's boring. I don't want to live that life. I don't want a balanced life. Do you? No. I mean, not in that definition. So, but let's talk about the challenges of navigating it all and, you know, how you're feeling today, Mike. I'm far less energetic today than Kate is. <laughs> and it's not like I've had a lot of caffeine for the record. I no, just I had, know. I have in the you're morning just, one cup of Earl Grey tea. You're just I'm not more like energetic today than I am. Right now. I just really like talking to people. I really, even though they're not even here, I just want you all to know that I just, I love it. This is so fun. Okay, that's it. Okay. Before we even got on here, though, you were like chipper and good. I don't know if it was the hundreds of baby clothes that our friend just gave it us. Is, that thank you, get you to go Belinda it. Rosenblum. Belinda is an amazing money coach, and she also has bestowed us with bags and bags of hand-me-downs because her daughter is just a few months ahead of Penelope. So we end up with really great clothes and toys. So thank you, Belinda. She also listens to our podcast, she told me. Oh, hello, Belinda. Yeah. Belinda. I like that. That's the name. If you say it real, so Belinda. Anyway, the, yeah, it was crazy. And I don't know what it is about. Like Penelope was super happy this morning. We were down here playing. We're doing all that stuff. Then Kate wakes up and then she just freaks out until I take her to daycare. It was, I don't know what it is with kids and their mothers, but. Other parents, other moms, do you find, tell us over at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast, or just, you know, tweet us at Kate Northup or at Mike J. Watts. Does your kid act totally differently with you than your spouse or partner? I'm curious. And then also, like, what do you do when Penelope does this thing all the time where she just wants me to hold her constantly and won't let me put her down? And when I try to put her down, it's like her world is ending. But I can't, like, brush my teeth while I'm holding her or, like, I have managed to do that. But, like, I can't make breakfast or do... The things, and I know I could put her in a backpack, but that's like a whole rigmarole, and and sometimes she doesn't like it anyway. So I don't know. Parenting tips on that, I'd love them. KateNorthup.com forward slash podcast. Please leave a comment on this episode. What do you do when your kid won't let you put her down and cries and cries and cries when you do? Yeah. Okay. And I don't have that problem. No, she doesn't do it with Mike for the most part. When she cries, I pick her and we go read, and then she calms down and goes in place. Anyway, the myth of balance. I think that's it's been a challenge for me for just kind of understanding running a business and then not necessarily being a husband. I feel pretty good on that end, but like being a dad and like how to show up. Well, maybe we should talk about that. How to talk about what? Being a husband. I'm just kidding. You're I'm a great, a great husband. husband. I, I don't have a problem You're with a great my great husband. You're a phenomenal. My dad. ability to have confidence in myself in those areas but it is the ability to kind of look at both and having energy wanted to focus on business over like reading a book with penelope for instance or if i know there's a project we're working on and like yesterday with driving down to boston and then coming back and i know like you can meditate and you can get back to a calm place and i'm sure all that stuff would be very helpful 
to do something like that to kind of regroup. But it's like when you leave a morning and you wake up and I, you know, I always had this vision before I had kids. Like I never understood why people couldn't get things done. And now when they have kids, like, right. So it's so different. And I know some of you might be listening without kids and they're like, Oh God, and other people that are talking about their kids, but it's just a, it's a different life. You know, it's a different experience that you don't really know until you actually experience it. It's like a parallel universe. I mean, to me, it feels like, Oh my gosh, there's this previous universe that all kind of looked the same when we didn't have kids. <laughs> and then the minute Penelope was born, we like popped into this, alternate universe or a whole other planet where you're coexisting and it still all kind of looks the same, but it is literally, I just feel like it's such a profound change in reality and you just can't possibly know what that's going to be. Right. Until- so it's, you know, I would wake up, you know, recently I said this on the last podcast, you know, waking up early to get a little bit of stuff done for myself, which has been very helpful because I feel ahead of the game where like today I woke up at 6.15 and basically the same time Penelope did because I was just tired and wanted to sleep a little bit more. And I feel behind already. You know, it's like the day, you know, it's not, we're recording this at 9.45 and I still want to work out and then I still want to, and then I have appointments basically all afternoon and I want to finish a couple other work projects. So it's like I feel already behind, which I know I'm not. I'm in the right place where I'm supposed to be at this moment in time and it feels great, but blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, but it's the feeling of, so now it's maximizing the effort for the rest of the afternoon where I'm 100% focused on what needs to get accomplished. So at the end of the day, when Penelope does come home back from daycare, that I feel like it was a complete day, you know, and I feel accomplished in that day. And I, this might be your job. This might be, you know, just insert, maybe it's not children. Maybe it's something else where I might always feeling a little bit behind. And it has been a challenge where for me to really the balance, I don't want to say balance, but just basically navigating between being a dad to show up and like be here and to be a part of her life. Because I know if I'm not a part of Penelope's life, then that's going to affect myself, but it's also going to affect Penelope and it's also going to affect our marriage, right? Both of our expectations for each other is to help during this child process. I'm not going to be like, what the hell did I just read the other day about a guy who won't change diapers because he has a gag reflex. I literally just read this oh yesterday. God, this is a dude in like Ugh. the political world Grow or something. Up. And he won't change because of a gag reflex. Oh, it, no, it was the dude from Flipper Flop. I read it when we were waiting at the magazine. Oh, you yesterday. were reading that in People Magazine. Yeah, in People Magazine. And the guy said like he won't change diapers because he has a gag reflex. Well, I'm I like, can see why break. his marriage is Yeah, seriously. Apart. I'm like, just change a couple diapers, dude. But he was saying like, I'm not built for... Like, I don't have the tools for that. And I'm like, what a freaking wuss. So it's just, this is my time Sorry, to talk. Sorry, that pisses me off like, a lot. The, yeah. So it's the, and I'm just like, okay, well, at least I'm, you know, I don't have that issue where it's like, no wonder why. And who knows? You know, that's just totally, we're just making this up as we go along. Cause I don't know those people, but I'm just reading about it in people magazine. And I was just like, Wow. Like, this guy was afraid to change diapers, so he just didn't change them for two kids. Like, that's not helpful. So I know that's not my situation. Like, I changed a diaper this morning, or maybe one or two. I don't remember, but you're always changing diapers or taking out the bag of diapers. So it's, yeah, it's this constant juggle and navigate between... It's almost like feeling accomplished on a daily basis, I guess is what we're trying to get at here, where 
your email inbox is full. There's projects you want to take care of yourself. And one thing that I did notice this week that was helpful, I have this website that I've been tinkering around with for years and tinkering and tinkering and tinkering. But then I'm like coaching all these other people to like get their website done. And one of our team members in our Isana business, I've been working with her over the last couple of weeks and she got her website done and launched. And I'm sitting, I told Kate the other day in the kitchen, I'm like, I've been like messing around with this thing for a long time. And it's been now, it's not like I haven't been doing anything else, right? We've been running all the operations for all this other stuff that we have going on in our business. But it's one of those things that I've been desiring to get done and haven't got it done. And like, about a couple months ago, I spent time relaunched the everything was pretty much set up, but then buttons weren't synced up. Like I just stopped working on it. So by the time this podcast comes up, MikeJWatts.com will be up running. All right. Uh, it's going to be done by the end of the week because I want it to be done before we leave for Mexico. It's like those where I know that I'll be fulfilled with progress if that is complete. And. And so why have I been putting it off? Let's take a look at that. Or it's like, what have I been using that will allow me to not navigate that? Right. So not to be able to, but it's also one of those things that have been hanging over my head for a long time to say, like, get this thing done. And there's been a lot of factors in all of this, but it's also where it's kind of that thing where I can say, oh, I still have to work on that. You know, it's this, well, I can't move forward with my life until X, Y, and Z gets complete or until I lose the 10 pounds or till I lose the 20 pounds, you know, whatever it might be, maybe you have something going on. So just insert instead of MikeJWatts.com, insert whatever it is for you to say, I want to take a walk with Penelope instead of finishing my website, because I know finishing my website's actually going to complete it. And then I really have to start putting myself out there. And once I start putting myself out there, that's going to lead to rejection and fear and well, fear of rejection or fear of completion or fear of whatever the fear that comes up with it. So it's been one of those. So getting back to each morning, Yesterday morning, I just worked on that website. It was almost complete yesterday. Then we had to get in the car and drive. I'm a little bit behind on it, but for the most part, it will be done by the time we leave for Mexico on Friday, just because I know I have plenty of time in the evening because I have to pick my mom up from the airport tomorrow at 11. So <laughs> <laughs> so I have plenty of time to work tomorrow Which, as well as today. Compared to your usual 7.30 bedtime, it's actually going to give you a wealth of time. So that brings me to, yeah, I mean, I think if I spend those mornings to get a little bit focused on me, it makes the day better. And waking up, definitely waking up earlier. And it's even if I don't even, and I noticed the other day, I kind of just came down here and like emptied the dishwasher and prepared breakfast and I didn't work at all, but I knew I just felt better. So it's definitely one of those things for me that morning, an hour in the morning, I might lose sleep that night, but just waking up that hour earlier feels better for me. That's awesome. And for me, waking up an hour earlier would never feel better. So this is a great example of like, one size does not fit all. I'm always going to go for the extra sleep. I feel like I could sleep 12 hours a night for a year or two and maybe catch up and finally feel well rested. You used to sleep for 12 hours a night. I know. And now I don't because we have a baby. But anyway, so I want to ask you, honey, so beyond the mornings and like designing your mornings to fit, you know, to make you feel nourished, you talked about wanting to feel accomplished at the end of the day. I'm curious about that. What does that mean to you and why is that important? I don't know. I think it's something I just said 
because it's something you're supposed to say. But the reality, I don't know what that, like I never sit at the end of the day and be like, did I accomplish my goals today? Okay. So that's not actually important. No, it's, I feel as, you know, I've been really trying to navigate this whole world of like, it's your one life. This is all you get. Like live it to the fullest every day, conquer the mountain of Everest, you know, that whole story that people push down your throat. I do appreciate, I do have one life. You know, I only have one life in this form of human existence of this body formation, you know, in this iteration, right. If you believe in reincarnation, which I do. So you will come back. But for, Mike Watts sitting here right now. There's only one of Mike Watts of this. Now there's other Mike Watts in the world, <laughs> but for right now, for me, this person, right? DJ Michael Watts 5000. Um, anyway, he just look him up. He's a hip hop. Is he MikeWatts.com? He's DJ Michael Watts. No, MikeWatts.com is a guy in England who runs a horse. <laughs> Like he does something with horses. Awesome. Yeah. So he run and it's updated because I was going to offer to buy it's it current. from him. Yeah. It's then totally he's current. Really using it. He is using it. Good job, it. Mike Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Watts, the other Mike Watts. Yes. Anyway. So the, I don't know if I don't sit around and be like, I conquered this day. You know, that's never ever gone through my head. I do feel better though if I focus. So my to do, like I have an ongoing to do list of projects that we have going on, which most people do. But I do feel better if I get some of those taken care of when I don't feel good at the end of the day to say, because like our time to spend together really is at the end of the day after Penelope goes to bed. I know I love it. I know you do. And for me, it's also that, but I also know with Penelope, so going back to having a child, it goes back to what I shared in the podcast. We shared much earlier in this podcast about the woman on the plane that said, if she could redo having kids all over again, she would work less in the first five years. And it's really interesting the more and more I think about that because it's such a developmental period. But as they get older, they're going to be way more interactive with us, you know? So, yeah, but they're also going to have way more of their own lives. Right. So that's right. So it's navigating that as well because I'm like, okay, yeah, they're going to be at school. They're going to be here. They're going to be with their friends. They're going to be doing their thing. But it is one of those, well, okay, the first five years I totally get from a standpoint of building relationship with them they're building values now they're understanding them feel a secure attachment right helping them feel safe you know all of that stuff as i dropped penelope i didn't drop her but hit her head on this thing in her changing table today and she cried you know it's this whole you know <laughs> stuff happens at <laughs> navigating this parenting slash business owner slash husband slash human human being person right so and even if you don't have a husband or a kid or a business. We all have we so have, many things that we're we want navig- to put our attention like, on. Right. So what we're describing is our life. And then don't just look at... I think what I've done in the past too is like when I'm listening to people talk or... You know, for like Tim Ferriss, for instance, I really take, you know, his podcast, etc. But he's a single dude, you know, that's been very successful and has a lot of cash flow. Well, I don't really know that, but I would imagine so. So he's able to do a lot of experiences that I'm not able to do because I am married with a child. So when he gives like examples of like, you know, all of his crazy experiments, I'd be like, "Mm, how can I apply that to my life? You know, so it's not something I'm not going to be able to do with the Tim Ferriss style. And plus, I'm not as analytical as him. So I would never do it that way either. So just navigating it back to myself. And I think it's really important to kind of think about that for yourself, too. 
Totally. I mean, this whole idea, one of the things somebody wrote in our Do Less Experiment group is that she struggles, or maybe it was a comment on Facebook, but anyway, is that she struggles with like doing more is always easier for her than doing less because she struggles with the guilt around it. And I think so much of this striving for quote unquote balance is actually driven by guilt and not driven by our innate desire for a certain kind of life. And so when it really comes down to it, that's why I asked you about like feeling accomplished at the end of the day and what does that really mean to you and why did you say that? And you clarified that you just said it, so (laughs) it wasn't really meaningful. But like, what I'm curious is what's underneath the feeling of accomplishment? Because, you know, if you have studied with Tony Robbins at all, he says that what creates happiness is progress and growth. And I completely agree with that for sure in my own life. That's why I don't like this idea of balance because it indicates that there's an end point where everything is even and then you're done. Mm -hmm. And it feels static. Like there's no growth beyond that. And also we're never going to get there. So it just like, I guess you could always continue growing, trying to achieve that. But a static life to me is not a goal. No, that's when you get sick and you die, you know, from disease. And like the reality is like, like when you stop growing, you're dead. Yeah. You're either growing or And if you really look at a lot of degenerative diseases, it comes from stagnation. It comes from sitting around. It doesn't come from exercise, right? It comes from a buildup of massive free radicals in our system because it's, we're not progressing forward. You know, we're not, it's a lot. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. And there's actually another quote, and uh, I'm not going to be able to remember the author of this quote, but we can put it in the show notes. And I've heard my mom share several times that cancer, which is a degenerative disease, is the body's metaphor for the extreme need to grow because you know cancer cells mm, grow, wow. and grow and grow and grow and grow and multiply i think that's a really interesting thing to sit with i've never had cancer so you know take that for what it is but that quote always really struck me so back to this idea of progress and growth that i believe at least for myself, the reason we love to check things off of a to-do list is because it helps us feel like we're progressing and it helps us feel like we're growing. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with wanting achievement. And, you know, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day, my friend Bex, Rebecca Baruki at BexLife.com. And she was like, I got to tell you, like the do less experiment, like I really, it really rubs me the wrong way. Like, I feel like if I did less, my entire life would fall apart. (laughs) I was just like, I love that. And she's achievement oriented. And so I want to be clear that this idea about doing less is not about doing nothing. And it's not about not achieving either. Like to me, I'm a very achievement productivity oriented person and I always have been and While I like to question that and say, like, am I trying to prove something here? What am I getting out of producing things? What am I getting out of achievement? I also really do believe that our happiness comes from progress and growth. And we always need to be, like, chewing on something and working on something. And, you know, one of the things I love about our marriage is that we are always... That you're married to me? Oh! (laughs) I do love that I'm married to you, which is my favorite thing about our marriage. And one of the other things that I love is that we're always working on something together. So whether it's a business project or a health thing or a fitness thing or, you know, something with Penelope, to me, that's also what keeps relationship alive is having a common goal and a common purpose and something you can work on together. And I think it's very common that people have their kids leave home and then they look at each other and they're like, and who are you again? Because that common project 
is no longer, they no longer have it. And there's another quote that I love, which of course I can't remember who said it either, which is that sort of a philosophy that a marriage in order to work, you got to have a product. And, you know, we have several products in our marriage. We have mm-hmm. of our business. We have this house we're building, whatever. Um, it's a hundred percent true. I mean, think about past friends that maybe we've been friends with for, you know, let's take high school, for instance, like think maybe there's high school friends we've been friends of, but there's a lot of friends that I was with in high school that I'm no longer friends with. And it's not that the relationship ended poorly or something bad happened that I remember or recall, but you move on. Like you go to a different, somebody went that way, went to that college or whatever, like the projects and what you were working on together have gone separate ways. And I think that's okay. And I know for our relationship, for us to keep moving forward and what's been happy and good for us has been working on business together. Like that's a core project. And now Penelope is another core project. And so that stuff as hard as it has challenging her skin's a project. So as challenging as those avenues have been, at least we're still navigating. I couldn't imagine any other way. Like the reality is I, I, couldn't picture it like you have your job and then I have my job and go that place and then we come home and then we just eat dinner and go to bed and repeat the next day like to me that doesn't seem like we're working on something together and maybe it's outside you know maybe if we had like a skiing club or something like that yeah right? I think a lot so of couples had, have like a hobby that right. they do together that's their project Correct. which I think is awesome yeah and I think that's been super beneficial for and maybe someday we could us. have that what like a skiing club or like I don't know we could take like a cooking class together or like we yeah. could we could learn something together. That could yep. be fun. Like mm-hmm. maybe when Penelope's in high school. Right. Yeah. In twenty years, <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> we'll take a class. Right. Okay. Classes in twenty years. Well, if we have another kid, we're gonna have to you know wait another. Well, like when we took I'm... birth class together, or when right. we took parenting you know, class. Parent, parenting class. Like I love learning new things with you, and that taps into this idea. You know. Yeah, I would like to do something. Maybe our next club is a little bit more kind of physical type movement instead of just like learning you know it's been a lot of well i'll go to crossfit with you but i don't know if you want me to join that club no i mean maybe we could go like (laughs) hiking club well we can i don't mind that you know i just want to go once and see how it is okay okay so back to this conversation of are gonna get addicted to that i don't think so of the myth of balance i do believe that striving or you know focusing on a life well lived is important as opposed to trying to achieve balance. And so to me, it's really important to define what a life well lived means to you. And if a life well lived, if your only definition is checking off the items on your to-do list, I would say you might want to go back to the drawing board on that. Because if your identity and your worth is only tied to the things on your to-do list and on a day when that gets completely sidelined because you have a sick kid or, you know, there's like a family emergency or you're just exhausted and can't focus. Then at the end of the day, if your identity and your worth is completely intertwined with achievement, you're going to feel like crap about yourself. And so defining, and that's what I love about our friend Danielle Laporte's work with the desire map is that you define your core desired feelings and you can do things every day to help you feel those certain ways. Mine are... My core desired feelings are luscious, sacred, expansive, and connected. So at the end of the day, maybe I haven't checked off anything on my to-do list. Like I think yesterday, maybe I did one thing. 
Well, I had a great lunch with Belinda, which was awesome. And then we spent awesome time with Penelope. Belinda! Um, but I, it was, like, not a big to-do day. Like, there was not a lot of accomplishment No, it was yesterday. fun. When we were laying in bed, like, in the afternoon before, we were... So we got done with our session, and then we kind of hung out at the hotel until we the, the traffic died oh, down. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then she was, like, rolling around on the bed, and we had, like, a slumber party in the bed. That it was, was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. And just like prime example, I was doing something on my phone and Penelope and Mike were like crawling around and then Mike was like, let's go get her. Let's go get her. And they were both crawling on me and like trying to get me. And of course, finally, I put down my phone and I was like, oh, hi, life is happening right here in front of me. So I'm not like perfect at this by any means. And Mike will tell you like, you know, and so it's just about. Some of you might not have got like a little like heart on Instagram because Kate was playing with Penelope. Sorry about that. What? Like, you know, you could have been, like, on Instagram liking somebody's photo instead of playing with... uh, (laughs) Got it. But it's about choosing to come back to what matters to you on a regular basis. So I don't think it's about balance. I think it's about choosing what matters to us and putting our sacred, precious attention on that as often as possible. And that's not going to mean you're balanced. Because sometimes, if we're in the middle of a big project for work... Like more of my attention is going to go towards that, but I know it's a sprint and I know that that might happen for a week or two weeks and then it's done. And then sometimes, you know, Penelope's sick and I clear my calendar and I'm a hundred percent with Penelope. And that's when that gets my attention, you know, probably not anytime soon, but like before our wedding, I was super, super focused on fitness and I was spending like two hours in the gym and that was not particularly balanced because way more of my attention was going towards that and other areas of my life weren't getting my attention. And so that was that, you know, like if you're training for a marathon or a triathlon or whatever, but it's I okay. Think that's to do... all good. Like it's right. really fine to be completely unbalanced and focused more of your attention on one area for a while, as long as the other areas aren't on life support. Right. And so it's not really about balance. It's about like, can I put my passion towards what I really believe in and what's really matters to me? And can I keep the other areas of my life going to the degree that like they need? Cause you don't need to do the maximum, this whole idea of like, let's crush it. Let's give our 250% in all areas of our life. Hi, not possible. You'll be completely exhausted. And so you just have to define like, what are the areas that deserve my full commitment And then what are the areas that it's okay if I kind of like give my sum instead of giving my all? And I want to give you permission to give your sum in some areas of your life. Like we have this board meeting at Penelope School and I wish I were the kind of person who was at the board meeting and heading all the committees and all the things. And I'm not like, we're not, we missed two of them this fall due to travel. However, the next one that's coming up in February, I canceled something we had scheduled because I knew I wanted to be there for it. Because I was like, we've missed the last two. I don't want to miss a third. So that to me is a life well lived. It's like (laughs) missing two board meetings and showing up for one. (laughs) That's the best I can do right now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a daycare just for update. We're not, you know, a board meeting at the it's like this daycare sounds super super, um, it's not that super waspy over here. 
it's, it's a co-op daycare. It's a co-op daycare. And, and then been... you sit in all the kids' chairs. So it's all these grown-ups in these little kids' <laughs> chairs around these super tiny tables. It's hilarious. So your knees are basically touching your shoulders and everybody's sitting there talking about like, so far, the we have this much in the bank and we have this going on. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. It's super sweet. Yeah. I absolutely is. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Which so... is fine if you're a wasp. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk down to wasps, but, you know, we're not at the... I know we live in New England. No, there's yeah. not a... Bo- it's like, yeah, that, you're right. That sounded really like a different thing than it actually yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a plastic chairs. Like... Your daycare has a chair. board yeah, meeting? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. We are the president of the board at the daycare. We are not. And I know Kate wants to volunteer for one of those positions, but I won't let her do that I right am now. not going to be... Vol- and I know that at least one of the other parents from the daycare co-op listens to our podcast as well so hello to you and oh really um, yeah i know it was really sweet she sent me an email oh should we not say i think it was sarah oh sarah i think so i think it was sarah cool um if i'm wrong please feel free to email me and tell me okay so but what do we do then mike let's talk about when like right now i feel like i'm doing a pretty good job navigating being with penelope being with you I could probably be a little better at being with family, but like, that's not, you know, like, what does that mean? I mean, we do, we see your family a lot. We do. We do. No, but like being with my mom, not when she's babysitting, like that's something that's been on my radar is like, I don't want to be where the only time I see my mom is like, Hey, can you watch Penelope? Like, I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing. And that's because that feels important to me long-term. Like I love my mom. I appreciate her. I respect her. I enjoy spending time with her, and I don't want our relationship to be about babysitting. Just the baby. Exclusively. So that right, but you haven't figured it out yet that grandparents love their children because they gave birth to grandkids, and now you don't... Re- we kind of don't exist anymore. No, we're I just, know my mom We're vehicles to, to hang out with the grandkid. Like, that's how this is, <laughs> days, this is how it's working now. But anyway, like, so those are the different areas, and I feel like I'm doing great with work and whatever, but there have been times, like the year... You know, I was pregnant, and when we had Penelope at first, like, work was way low on the totem pole. Right. And I don't know that it was on life support, but it was definitely, like, it not... Was, no, it was not on life support. No, no, I think it was going great, but it was, like, I wasn't giving my all. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I guess the point of this entire podcast is to be comfortable navigating back and forth. Because yeah. right now, Penelope... Let's take Penelope's eczema skin, Right. Her skin requires more maintenance. She is a high-maintenance baby, as my mom said when she was babysitting. So I have a nephew that's eight days younger than Penelope. and We have a nephew. Oh, yeah. We do. So, and it's my sister's kid. And so when we went to Toronto, my mom watched both of them. I'm like, what's the differences? What's the difference between Donovan and all this stuff? She goes, Penelope's a little bit more high maintenance. And we're like, yes, yes, we're well aware, mom. But you know what? That felt so validating, Michelle. I just want to say thank you for saying that because... When you said, like, Penelope's a little high maintenance, I was like, okay, great. So I'm not a sucky mom, and, like, I'm just not worse at this than all the other moms. Because I was sort of feeling like, gosh, this is really hard. Is this so hard for everyone else? Like, am I doing something wrong here? So it was really validating to just be like, you know what? Your kid's high maintenance. Wow. The difference in thought between a dad and a mom right here, like... I never think that I'm a sucky dad. Like, I think I'm great. You are a great dad. And I think Penelope just requires a little bit more maintenance, and that's fine. But I never go down the trail of, like, is 
I'm sure everybody's having hard times with all of this stuff, but I never go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, wow. Just I know it's much more. You gave birth. You birthed the child. Like the whole thing. There's much more attachment there. Well, and I think culturally, our worth as women is attached far more to mothering than culturally our worth. Men's worth is attached to, to fathering. Just the expectations we put on men and women are very different in that category. So like you are like, I mean, you're the best, you know, you're like the best dad I know of. And so like, there's no way you could possibly doubt your awesomeness. That's correct. Could somebody make me a ribbon says best dad Kate knows of. And that would be amazing. Or a t-shirt. I'll wear it. Anyway, the, but no, what were we? (laughs) (laughs) awesome. Best dad Kate knows of, please. No, we were talking we about, <laughs> we were talking about, well, I don't know, but I do want to say something, which is that I don't think it's so much about putting equal attention on all the areas. I think what it's about is ch- being conscious of the fact that you can only give your attention really to one area at once and consciously choosing what those areas are. Oh, cause I had said our business right? and you were saying like, that's okay. Yeah. I, another great example of this, I was listening to... So there's this guy in Massachusetts, and he has a CrossFit gym called CrossFit New England or New England CrossFit, something like that. CrossFit, it's C-N-E. So CrossFit New England. And he coaches the people that have won the CrossFit Games. He's one of the best coaches in the CrossFit world. And I was listening to his podcast because he... You know, I always like to listen to the people that are super excelling at what they're doing. He also has been to the CrossFit Games, I believe, with his team, or he's taken a team there. And as a competitor, and he started talking about the reality was he opened this box. They call it, it's not a gym. They call it like a box in CrossFit. I don't know, you know, terminology. So basically opened this gym and he realized that for him to excel at business in his gym, he had to quit competing. Now, that doesn't mean he's stopping working out. It just means because when you're competing at a very high level, you're doing a lot more that other people are not. So for me to do a 20 minute workout, you know, a competitor within CrossFit is going to complete like five of those in a day, right? They're doing four or five workouts, like crazy amounts of workout. And he realized for him to run a successful gym, he has to stop competing because the amount of effort and time that's being put into competing. So it's like how to navigate, okay, I want to have a successful business. And then he stopped doing that. Then he started coaching. And now he's coached like the men's champ, the women's champ, the master's champs, the team's champs. He's coached all of these individuals and he's probably the most successful on record as a coach. And he's opened not only one, but I think three total uh, shops now, three total gyms that he has opened because he made that boxes. Yeah, because he made that change to stop competing. And it's been really interesting. I've listened to another podcast on another CrossFit competitor. Same thing. He's got kids. He's like, I don't want to compete anymore. This requires too much time. I'm going to step back and run my business and then do this. It's like really calmed it down. But they're navigating because when you get into this world of super competitiveness, whether it's baseball, basketball, CrossFit, like your mind is a little, you're a little crazy. Like you're entering a world and it might be the same thing regarding just fitness. Like when you go down that avenue of going all in, it's like the same thing I talked about Gary Vee before with business. Like his mind's a little crazy. Like people look at him and he turns a lot of people off because it's like the way he, his mind works. So one day he might say, and he did this on daily V was like, maybe I just want to take a year off and travel with my family. And he's like, usually what I've seen since I followed him for a number of years now, six or seven, when he says those type of things, just a matter of time before it happens, you know? And so it just, it's a build up process, the long runway before you actually take action. And I think with a lot of the stuff we're talking about today and within our life, 
it is that it's realizing what my goals are. So when I first went to the CrossFit games, you know, and I came back, I'm like, I'm going to do, I have seven years to train for the CrossFit masters, you know, and that's because the masters at that time was 40 and now it's 34. They started another division that's 35, which I'll be 35 next year or this year. Am I 34 this, right now? This year. I think yeah, this 2017. Year turn 35. Yeah, I'm 34, 35. So now I can compete in the CrossFit masters. But the reality is I don't necessarily at this moment in time, have the energy or the dedication to put in to work out that much to go there. As long as I can keep fit during this period of time and be healthy, and I know working out is beneficial to my system and it makes me happier, I'm just more excited. So if I I became comfortable with the fact, and I think what happened when I started CrossFit, when I look back now, because it's been a few months, and I went crazy. I mean, I was going four or five times a week. I was sore. I was just like, I was beat up. And then I had that surgery, my fatty nipple surgery. And so recovering from that, I've been working out in our basement and it's been much more calmer. Now I feel the urge to get back with the competitiveness of going to a class. But right now I realize like, you know what? Like, let's get back to earth here. Let's come back to reality. Like right now I'm just trying to sleep and function as a dad and running this business. And if I go all of a sudden, I dedicate all this time to build, like become a master's CrossFit, which is like, oh, that's a great goal you know, in life. And those people that do, it's awesome. But the payout's like 10 grand, right? Or like, you know, winning the championship or whatever as a master, I think it's like 10 or $15,000. And of course that'll continue to increase. But I, at this moment, can't live off $10,000 for our family, right? And for what we're doing in reality of our life. So it makes sense for me. It was like to step back, be smart about going in this. Now, how do I create or navigate AKA so-called balance throughout my workouts or continually progress to get stronger and fitter and just be in a, not necessarily fitter, but like to be healthier. That's comfortable for me as well as functioning as all of my other buckets that are happening. So where do I want to put my most energy at this moment? When I think about it, it's like to be a dad and a husband and then also to run our business. Like I want to grow our business and continually grow our business. So those top three things outrank and then also take care of myself. So really, number one, taking care of myself. Number two would be showing up as a husband for Kate and then also a dad for Penelope. I don't know. Those right now are kind of one and two type thing. So and then also number three is our business. But then it's just like to make sure that I am taking care of those top things. And then definitely within taking care of myself is working out. Maybe that's only four times a week. And that's okay, you know, but at least I'm moving or five times a week or whatever that is. But it like puts in perspective what I'm doing. Well, it does. And also when you exercise, when I exercise, when we move our bodies, let's say, okay, really practical example. Let's say I have two free hours in the day and I could be with Penelope for both of those hours. But one of those hours I decide to go to yoga And instead, I'm only with Penelope one out of the two hours. Traditional parenting wisdom, especially mothering, I'm just going to say, is that it's better for your child to be with them for the two hours. Okay? And that's how many, many of us are operating. My belief and my experience has been, and I'm actually reading a book recommended by our friend Carrie Levine called Perfect Madness, Mothering in the Age of Anxiety, that actually gives the data on this that supports this belief that if I spend an hour with Penelope and I'm super happy and calm because I just came back from yoga, it's better for her 
then the two hours I might spend with her and skip the yoga class and feel anxious and rushed and not present. Right. Because you could be sitting there for that whole hour being like, oh, I want to work out. You know, the whole two. So what it's a conversation about quality over quantity. Right. And I'm also this is you know, this is just about parenting in general. My belief as well is that like our assumption that just inherently it's better for our kids to spend as much time with them as humanly possible. And that like if we're doing anything less than that, we're falling short. I think a that makes us crazy. And I don't actually think it's true. My belief is I want Penelope to have the sense of safety and security that the people at daycare love her and she's safe with them, that Mike loves her and she's safe with him, that my mother does, that Mike's mother does, that my dad, that Tracy, my bonus mom, that Waverly and my sister Anne, like I want her to have this sense that she is safe and loved with all these different people. And yes, she might sometimes prefer to be with me and Mike, but that for her overall well-being, as long as we're really with her when we're with her and we're happy and doing what we need to be happy that she's going to thrive and that I'd rather have her have four quality hours with me during the week than 40 hours with me when I'm exhausted and like just barely getting through the day. Yes. Yeah. Now I spend more than four hours a week with her, but I'm just saying like that was an extreme quality is definitely, I think you hit on something that with all of this stuff that kind of sums up this entire episode that we have kind of put, quantity over quality and the truth is quality is hands down outranks quantity so i remember you know even in our business you know our list like kate's email list for her blog during competitions of like affiliate promotions or things that we've done in the past we've had probably the smallest email list out of everyone but we also have great readers and very, very engaged. Right. So consumers. we'll be in the top 10, even right. when we have the smallest. Demons. Correct. So, and it's been something that it's not the norm, the norm. And what we're told is that bigger, bigger, faster, better. Right. And the reality is the turtle usually is also, you can go both ways. It's a sprint or a marathon, but also, especially when it comes to hanging out with like Penelope or even Kate, we went on our honeymoon in the Maldives in the most beautiful place that I've ever been. And we're sitting there at dinner and there's all these couples around us that are just on their phone playing video games. I'm so literally, weird. it was the weirdest experience. Say, oh, I've been to the Maldives. Well, what did you do there? I just played video games on my phone at dinner. Like, So weird. It was bizarre. And, you know, I'm sure we've done this in our past, like with, with vacations and, and stuff. I've never sat and played video no. games with you. No, but I'm not saying that example, but definitely like you're checking out in some form or some way and that's okay. You know, it's, it's, it is just to notice when we are doing those things where that quantity time, yes, I'm taking 25 vacations a year with my wife. Yeah, it's fabulous. But why I'm gone on those 25 vacations where we're just playing video games. So we're not actually most likely probably I need to like reevaluate my situation, you know? And so it is for us, I definitely want to focus more on quality when it comes to my workouts, when it comes to hanging out with Penelope, when it comes to me and you like traveling, which is exactly what we're doing this weekend, going to a wedding, but we're only gone. We're going all the way to Mexico for two days, turn around, coming back. But that time is going to be really well spent together because we decided to leave Penelope at home and just like have quality time for ourselves, And it'll be really fun, you know, during that time, but I'll work the whole time. No, I'm just kidding. It's just the quality of 
the time instead of like saying because in the past katie and i talked about like oh before kids we would have gone to mexico for a week week and a half you know and just really had fun and now it's like how can we maximize the time gone but also get back in a timely manner that can make it fun all the way around totally so as kind of a wrap-up we talked about the myth of balance and how my belief is that it's impossible and why would we want that anyway? Because the idea is if you're balanced, everything's even and you're no longer growing and moving. It's not dynamic, it's static and that sounds awful. So if that resonates with you, I just want to invite you and give you permission to stop trying to balance your life and instead mm-hmm. choose consciously what matters to you And then put in the quality of time and attention on those things and stop measuring your time. Like stop measuring the quantity, right? And start actually paying attention to the quality instead. And I think that's what we have to say. If you want more of this kind of conversation, I certainly do. And that's why we're having it. I asked 30 of my most incredible entrepreneurial change-making friends for their wisdom on the question, how do you make space in your life for what matters most as a mother who's growing a business and a family at the same time? And I compiled it all in a guide called Create Space for What Matters Most in 2017. And it includes Danielle Laporte, Dr. Shafali Seberry, who wrote The Awakened Family and Conscious Parenting, Carrie Ann Moss over at Annapurna Living, Dr. Kelly Brogan, who wrote A Mind of Your Own. Incredible, incredible women. And so you can get that over at katenorthup.com forward slash space. It's free. And I invite you to go get the guide because it's beautiful. I read through the whole thing and I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to come back to it over and over and over again because the wisdom in there is priceless. And it's for exactly this conversation, knowing that we can't really have balance. What we can have is space for what matters most. Perfect. If you like this episode, please let your friends know about it. Subscribe on iTunes. Head over to katenorthup.com forward slash podcast. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review on iTunes. Do all the things and go to katenorthup.com forward slash space to get that free download on creating more space for what matters most. Great. See you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.